Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Episode 16, Distorted. Yeah, welcome back to another edition of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster with me as always is Brother Bishki. Greetings. And Brother Lucas. Happy post-summer solstice. We are doing the VOD thing again tonight. Lucas has promised to be on his best behavior. The rules are, these are the Gremlins rules. You gotta shut the fuck up. A.K.A. keep it muted. That's the golden rule. You gotta stay in the house. <laughs> he always wants to leave. And you gotta stay awake if you can. Those are all perfectly chronological, too. Yeah, those are yeah. like the exact order. I think those are the right order. order. Yes, I promise. I mean, I know the first one was rough. The second one was good, though, right? And this is our third VOD? I think it's our third. Yeah, you were awake for Dark Crimes. You had a lot to say. Oof. Um, Maybe order pizza. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. On yes. me. On me, gang. Oh, wow. So okay. I have to stay awake. It's for recorded. Um, okay, tonight's movie, we don't know much about. At least I don't. It's called Distorted. 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 With uh, Christina Ricci, Ricci and John Cusack. Two flavors you never knew that uh, Doppler you, himself. you needed to put together. <laughs> it looks, I mean... When I saw the poster for this, Cusack's in a hoodie. He's looking tired. He's looking like he... Sounds like a Mr. Robot. He's looking like he got bamboozled into being in this movie. Probably financed by Russian Ogliarchs. Yes. Or Chinese uh, interests of some some regard. Yeah, we'll find out. At the Lodgemaster's request, I did not watch the trailer. I know nothing. I didn't watch anything. I, I know nothing as well. This podcast is bringing you blazingly into the 21st century because there's a VR component to this. The actors themselves shot a VR featurette to accompany the movie. And we will be watching that before we watch the movie. It's 10 minutes long. It requires a headset. Boy, golly. To fully be immersed. And um, we're going to see what kind of mysteries that holds. But where is everybody... I mean, Christina Ricci, I assume we're all just kind of... Uh, cool with in general. She's she's, like, yeah, she's, she's very fine. she's very solid, great uh, journeyman child actor who survived the transition. You know, um, I, I follow her on Instagram. She's, she's, I, she looks like she's having fun. She's yeah, I, I feel I feel though like in terms of her star power, it's definitely on the the backside or yeah. or the backside or whatever. Like because yeah, she's not. I don't think making as as many studio or theatrical. No, or, but or she's still. I mean, TV. she she was on a show. For Hulu, I think, or Amazon, mm, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So she's around. Yeah. But what I really want to know is, where are we all at with Cusack? He's he's having a weird mm. Nicolas Cage kind of any any movie that he says yes to. 
kind of phase. Yeah, like I, in the last Cusack. I, I know. I think the ones I've, I've seen in the theater. If I was two thousand twelve was one. Yeah. Um, the Raven is that what it was? Yeah, The Raven where he played Never Poe. Saw. You shouldn't have seen it. <laughs> and uh, he was in the Paperboy. He was in Lee Daniels' joints, the Paperboy and the I Butler. Saw that those were small oh, supporting. It was yeah. small supporting. He's funny in the Butler. I saw the Butler. He um, was disturbing in the Paperboy. He played like a but let's a all rapist uh, or something. Bishke and and Lodgemaster. What were the yeah the last the very last or most recent John Cusack theatrical movie where he was the lead. Like, where he was the star of the movie. Where it was, like, his uh, movie. Push, oh, Must Love Dogs? <laughs> yeah. Interesting yeah. emphasis. Must Love Dogs? That's interesting. I think it might be mine as well. Yeah, he had a couple romantic comedies. That was 06. That was, like, 05 or 06, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. I, I lost track seen, of him in, in they, the yachts. I worked at Warner Brothers when they made that. Uh, he's going to be emerging, possibly in a hoodie, in this. I mean, I root for him. I think he's just... I don't know. Like... He kind of seems like he's going through maybe a touch of Jim Carrey, too, where he wants to go dark. Uh-huh. Uh, he doesn't want to give us another Lloyd Dobler. Which I think is Which, I think which is, is fine. Fair, yeah. I think he's old. I think it's fair, but I think both Jim Carrey and John Cusack, respectively, should, like, do the Get Shorty thing and just option, like, Elmore Leonard or Crying mm-hmm. Paperbacks and just, like, have a little production company that churns them out for Netflix or HBO or whatever because I would love to see these guys as gumshoes or, like, just low-rent, you know, detectives Who or something. Wouldn't? Like, yeah. I want to see that. And there's so much source material out there you can just chip, like, take take from, so... Cusack, I think he's hanging around Chicago a lot. Yeah. I saw him around the he's Cubs. A Chicago boy. When the Cubs won, I know he was ecstatic and it felt good for him i'm glad he survived the the me too onslaught i was worried it's not was over wor- yet i was worried it's he might not have over yet, son. some skeletons in his closet you know he I might mean, get cusacked he, yeah. he was dating nev campbell when i was in high school and i had a friend of a friend who was like someone's nanny or housekeeper and she like i met like him. this i like this and gossip. she said and she said he was normal there was like nothing oh. there was nothing there was nothing <laughs> clean, there, squeaky there, clean there was gossip. nothing he checked out you know he totally checked out so right. that was a relief i remember even back then well, Fred Rogers and John Cusack, stay off the list, guys. Seriously. We're rooting for you. I will take my own life if they ever get tainted, <laughs> you know. Don't do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, th- there's nothing much else to say. We don't know what this is. We're, we we got to go get in the VR realm. we got to get distorted. Yeah. Um, we're going to check it out, and this might just be one of those curiosities that... You within the sound of my voice. A virtual if, curio. A virtual curio. Yeah, if you're curious about these two stars mixing in a match, and maybe they spark some flames. I wonder, I wonder what their accommodations were like on the <laughs> on the set or location. Like if they had like adjoining suites on the same floor, oh, or man. if they like just Airbnb like a private residence, or if it was more you know rugged. Or, it's gonna be a little rugged, guys. I can't wait to put the pieces together. In the meantime, stay safe. And don't click on any warning windows. (laughs) Let's get distorted. Distorted. He fell in love with the image of himself. And suddenly the picture was distorted. Even the greatest stars dislike themselves in the looking glass. Even the greatest stars Dislike themselves in the looking glass
we're we're back. We're back. Whoa, guys. Oh, we've been through the looking glass into the dark web. Into the deep dark web. <laughs> into the deep dark web of direct-to-video cyber thrillers. Before we attempt to crack this uh, digital nut, what's that? Snaps. Snaps. Rotten Tomatoes. Lauren. Christina Ricci. <laughs> and Russell. Coran. Brendan Fletcher. Decide to move away from the bustle of the city and into the peaceful oasis of the pinnacle. Coveted luxury condo boasting ultra-modern design, state-of-the-art features, and security systems. Lauren begins to suspect the building has a dark side and seeks the help of Vernon John Cusack, <laughs> an, investigative journal, an investigative journalist with an interest in cyber conspiracy. Together they come to believe that the pinnacle may be brainwashing unsuspecting residents. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Okay, so it's a it's a wee bit of sliver, plus uh, all these is she crazy or is she not crazy? Just mixed yeah. together. Repulsion. Yeah, we watched the VR beforehand, which should have been done in the opposite order. But in, I mean, I have a conspiracy theory. What do you got? Well, my conspiracy theory on this film, I don't know if anyone will go along with it. Is that this was intended to be maybe a VR feature? Oh, the whole thing. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mind's Eye Entertainment producers. That sounds, that sounds like you're onto VR. something. This, yeah, this definitely sounds correct. Was got cold feet. I, I, my <laughs> conspiracy theory changed over the time. I think they shot coverage to make to cover their bases, uh-huh. and then they got cold feet when people watched the VR movie in its entirety and got sick to their stomach. Right. Tired of it. Tapped and out early. Tapped out and and just generally nauseated from VR feature. Um, you were not. Were you nauseated during it? I got a little nauseated. Okay. Same. And I wouldn't. Same. And I wouldn't doubt if if technology is not caught up yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's my conspiracy theory. I don't know what you guys think. Well, the VR was basically just scenes from the movie presented in a way where there's a fixed camera and you can look 360 around yourself. Mm-hmm. So it was just little snippets from the movie that we ended up seeing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were not great snippets, because even the 10-minute VR experience I wanted to tap out of, because after like <laughs> two or three, five minutes, I was like, okay, I got it. Yeah, well, and I, I think the problem is, and the, the thing that they're going to have to reconcile if they're going to make an entertaining VR movie, is that it's a fixed camera. It looks so silly to see Christina Ricci running past you and running up to John Cusack and having dialogue that you are able to look away from. Yeah. It's like it instantly makes it unimportant or not urgent if yeah. you can just look at the ceiling instead of at them. Right. So I think that there's a fundamental, like, and I, this isn't a new thought, but it's authorship of where your eyes are going is missing. So it's a different art form. Yeah. I don't think you can just graft it onto movies as we know them. You can't just shoot a normal dialogue scene and look back and forth. No, it's it, so silly. Yeah, yeah. And it's boring. Yeah. No matter what. I think that's why it's like, porn is fine for this as is. You can yeah. directly... Mm-hmm. In, Ten in, minutes. In fact, yeah. enhance the experience through this. But movies... Oh, man. It's a long way to go. Yeah, I was definitely not uh, on board with the VR experience, and it felt like a prophecy for what was to come. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, because, I'm always... Because the movie was very similar. I'm always excited for new cinematic experiences, and I've been, you know, 
excited for a VR movie for sure. a long time. Sure. Um, after what? I mean, I think with like a horror movie where there's things popping at you. I mean, yeah. it, it's going to take a visionary to do it right. It needs to be all elements working in concert. For this, it was just. We had the technology, so let's yeah. do it with this. So, segueing to the movie itself, I feel like this movie is the king of all types of movies where it's, we had this set, so let's shoot here. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no yeah. That, that's very apparent. Did you get that that's feeling? very yeah. apparent. Everywhere the first, they go in this movie. The first thing I wrote at the top of my notes was the Palazzo at Park La Brea of movies, which for those of you that don't know, is a huge like uh, behemoth con- of a complex across from the Grove on 3rd and Fairfax. And I, I used to have a friend who lived there and it's like, yeah, Matt, like Matt said, it's like they had the location and they were like, why don't we shoot something over the course of two or three weeks? And it really almost felt like uh, at a certain point, I imagine Christina Ricci at like a rehab center and she was like hey guys like let's make a movie while like i'm stuck in rehab or whatever because it had this like <laughs> that's what it felt like it definitely had this rehab vibe or yeah it was like one long extended but, real estate promo for, yeah, for yeah. like i think the the real estate investors were just like let's do this like this pays for our rent for right yeah. Next, yeah so yeah. very early on christina ricci and her husband in this movie move out of their apartment she's having weird visions and they move into this pinnacle, this this high rise, that is in exterior shots is digital. It is not a real building, and it does all of it. Dig- it was all digital, right? On the outside, yeah, the yeah. building is completely. Digital. The first shot, I was like, that was totally digital. And they don't there. do it any favors. Like if you're gonna go digital, make it look amazing. It looks <laughs> like an office park that's stacked onto each other, like a couple a couple a couple floors higher than usual. I was not impressed. If you're going to go digital, go all the way, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was very shallow and flat in terms of the visual and the, the digital aesthetic was very apparent. And Christina Ricci and her husband in this, I did the research, she's five foot one inch tall. So I was noticing like her dude in this was matching her. So they're walking around. They run into a third party. He's twice as tall as both of them. They look like they look like little hobbits. Cusack looks like a giant. Cusack is a giant. But Christina Ricci was like in great shape. I mean, I haven't seen her in a while, so I was very pleased to see that she's aged gracefully. And Cusack, same. You know, Cusack had a little bit of the uh, the booze bloat, I think, the puffiness from drinking. And he kind of hit, he had like a Marlon Brando performance. Where, we'll, we'll get to Cusack. Yeah. We, we got we to build up, because that's all we got. Ricci was a little thin. Um, I think she's probably on a strict diet. Yeah, she seems very strictly dieted. Very um, severe. So she moves into this new place, and... She meets this, you know, cast of characters that works there, and you get this kind of Rosemary's Baby vibe right off the bat. Like, nothing is as it seems. It's like Stepford mm-hmm. Wives. Everybody's against her secretly, but officially they're being Slightly friendly. askew. Yeah, <clears throat> slightly distorted. So, she starts seeing words on the TV screen while they're watching TV, and it is pretty hilarious. <laughs> no one else seems to see them. And... That develops, it, it gets more and more intense into, what would you call this? Would you call it a salad dragon motif? 
Yeah. Because yeah. it's not even a scene. Yeah. And there's... It's like cheesy seven opening credit, like, montages, like, that are just got subliminal words that are all negative. Yeah. Uh, the TV takes subliminal. imagery. Yeah. They take over her... They, she's looking at the TV, and it's just an epileptics nightmare full of strobe lights and shock cuts and decaying animals and... Words like broken, failure, newborn babies, transgressor, yeah, a lot of strobe suppressor, flashing. obey, and then eventually eliminate, assassinate. But the aesthetic of this, I wrote down uh, Van Halen right now. It's kind of like <laughs> that, but like fast forwarded. Yeah, the aesthetic I wrote down was uh, Ikea, and it's like porn without the pornography. Yeah, it, it's, it's a sight to behold. Like, this movie really put a lot of stock in the editing of these montages because there's not a whole lot else as far as big production, like, set pieces, you know? No, I mean, the first act, the entire 30 minutes, is literally shoe leather of Christina Ricci. Yeah, like we said, like, looking at the new place, moving in, walking around. She's literally walking around. It's just like, you're, you're trying to stay awake. You're, like, waiting for John Cusack to show up. I wrote, he better show up soon. And show up he did. She goes to this coffee shop and it's the most beautifully lit like sitcom coffee shop scene. Central she, perk. She's sitting in like the middle of the room and there's like a spot down on her as she's on her laptop. I'm like, this has got to be good. So she she's suspecting that she's her mind is being controlled. So she goes to a chat room and... <laughs> The mind control chat room. The mind control chat room. And she types in, is this stuff for real? <laughs> and then immediately she gets somebody chatting back with her. And you know, you just know it's Cusack. Yeah. So she puts her phone number online in the chat room and he calls her immediately. Which, by the way, this movie shows like the audience a lot of bad things. Like putting your phone number on the internet. Like no one should ever do that. Like, it, well, it's, to its, it's credit... Cusack tells her she shouldn't have done that. Okay. But she still does it. Yeah. But yeah, a kid might see it and go, oh, I should do that too. And he calls it. So, <laughs> Instantaneously. Know. Like, there's no delay, shockingly. It's And it's really cool to hear John Cusack say things like uh, encrypted data and... Password is uh, your favorite coffee shop, which is Triumph. He says, um, he says you're, you're operating on a frequency outside their tech. Like... <laughs> Cusack saying that is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. He whispers a lot of his dialogue in the beginning. Because I think he's so fucking embarrassed about what he's saying. He's just like, I can't he also say which, The whispers would have been effective in the VR world, which they were in our VR experience. Yeah. I like this theory, dude. Okay. Um, some, more, some more Cusack uh, hacker lines. The climate is right for a psychotronic takeover. <laughs> Cybernated marionettes are out there just waiting to have their strings pulled nice yeah i mean it's it's he had a hood on too like mr Mr. robot hoodie yeah the hoodie sells it all and i also felt that was like his way of like hiding you know like because he was just so ashamed of like taking the role i think (laughs) i think the hood was so that they could shoot him walking around they could shoot him at you know from behind at a computer and it didn't have to be him Mm, there's my favorite shot of the movie uh is when they're showing the fake building and then in the lower left-hand corner, you see hooded, quote-unquote, Cusack, who's probably just a stand-in, mm-hmm. taking a photo of it. 
Mm-hmm. It's amazing because it's not Cusack. Yeah, Cusack shot and, all his scenes in a weekend, and that's not a real like, building. So no. it's not Cusack taking a picture of nothing. Yeah, which is beautiful to me. I feel like our uh, cybernated marionette strings were being pulled during that shot, but it develops so like lockstep with how you imagine these movies would develop that you really do notice when certain scenes stand out. And there is a scene very awkward at the pool where this little girl wants her to come swim with her and she gets in the pool and the kids start struggling and they kind of show slow-mo underwater of this little girl. It's a bad angle. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, come on, guys. Like, what do you do? It's really awkward. And do you guys notice Christina Ricci had a tattoo that they, like, didn't really they cover didn't, they up? They didn't or cover. Sh- they didn't <laughs> yeah. shoot. They were like, oh, we'll just have it sort of peek out. And I It's didn't like think, on her chest. And right? I didn't think it fit with the character. It didn't at all. With what I was seeing. That was pure Ricci, but it was, it was, it was <laughs> interesting. It was pure Ricci. So there was a scene at the pool. There's an awkward scene at the playground. Everything is conspiring to, to have her kill this little girl. But she goes to this playground thinking that she's saving the little girl. And she pulls a gun and is just pulling it on all the parents at the playground. And it is it is pretty hilarious. And that's when it's kicked into that the VR, cam- the VR camera mode. work that you would imagine would be yeah, in VR. It was definitely shot in, in a 360 spherical glass. I don't know. What do you call it? But as as it is now, it just looks distorted. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's part of it. So yeah, she kidnaps this girl. But but, but but let me just stress here, everything that's being described is completely devoid of tension or 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 urgency. There's no real atmosphere. It's very like cold. It, like the sound the sound cues guide you, you know, intellectually what you're supposed to be feeling, but it's like not working on any level, like at all. You, it is coasting on Oh shit, that's Christina Ricci. I oh, oh shit, that's uh, Mr. Robo Cusack with a ponytail and a hoodie on. That like, ponytail we have to discuss. That greasy little ponytail. <laughs> I didn't. You, you don't even know it's there until you really look. Like it's just a greasy little yeah, nub. Yeah, yeah, it took us a few shots before it's we were like, worse, "Is that a pony?" Worse yes, than Seagal. Yeah, it yeah. was like hiding. It they was were, bad. Like, it was really I, bad. I think that's Cusack having a laugh. You yeah. Know? There's also a suicide that happens. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. There's a guy kind of. This, I thought that was the salad dragon scene. It at might fir- have been at yeah. first, but there's this loner kind of weirdo in the building that takes a, a dive off the off the roof, and they cut away when he hits the ground and like blood goes on the windshield that Christina Ricci is kind of parked nearby, and then they show it and it's like. <laughs> It's like digitally augmented carnage. Like the dude's leg is like twisted backwards and like broken <laughs> off, and like it's it's pretty funny. Christina Ricci didn't really react to it though either. No, I thought she, it was a missed opportunity. Like she didn't get out of the car. They didn't no. milk it. It was just kind of like she, oh god, yeah. no. she like, was just kind of dirt, darting her head around. She didn't have a lot of emotional range in this. Place. She didn't know what the digital wizards were gonna do to yeah, that guy's yeah. body. And it's funny because this exists in like. The chasm, like a, a kind of delightful chasm of budget where it it can almost pull it off, but it, not quite. Yeah. So you're very aware that it's digital. I felt like I was on like a CD-ROM ga- video yes. game. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 I wrote, it uh, has like a Showtime softcore aesthetic or an evangelical film or Christian film aesthetic. Yeah. It does. It does kind of. But also, yeah, the CD-ROM aspect, even more so in the VR, obviously. 
But one part I did like was she takes this girl to a barn where we've we've seen it predicted that she's going to, you know, chop her up with an axe or something. Mm. So definitely Shades of Baby Blues. Lodge, definitely. Lodge classic. But uh, we don't see what ends up happening. The girl's laying on the ground. Christina Ricci's, like, looking at the axe. Uh, she's getting those flash montages in her brain. And then we cut forward, and she's just driving down the road, and there's a bowling bag with blood on it. And you're just like, what the fuck is in the bag? Like, I yeah. thought that was effective. It's it's seven as fuck, but yeah. in the universe of this movie, uh, it, like... Pinched it, pinched my bottom, and yeah. I was like, Oh, yeah, finally, some tension. And we were like, That could be Cusack's head, like, we didn't know, yeah, yeah, so was like, yeah. we were all curious. I wanted it to be Cusack, for like, sure, like crunched up into a ball, <laughs> and then he just like springs out, <laughs> like a jack in the box, yeah, like a Cusack in the box, Cusack in the box, <laughs> but alas, it was just a bunch of apples. <laughs> Yeah, she yeah. turns the tables There's on the them. There's the twist for you. Yeah. Like them There's the twist for you. <laughs> she turns the tables on them. They confront her. Uh, and they think the girl's dead, but it's just a bunch of apples. The blood she yeah. cut her hand. Yeah, on there her was own. A, yeah. there's another very brutal part where they're showing a flashback of how this sack of apples came to be, and. Just matter-of-factly, she takes like a rusty, giant rusty <laughs> knife and just digs into her hand with it. We're yeah. just, we all were like, oh! So they, they couldn't use paint. It had to be real blood. It had oh to be like out of her hand. <laughs> and her husband was... Her husband should have been like better cast. Like That he guy was, was annoying. Weaponized blandness. He was man. weaponized. He was devoid he of charisma. He reminded me of E from Entourage, director, oh, director of Gotti. God. But like hit with a Brad Dorf stick. Like a oh, few times man. in the face, like it something was, so was up. So bland. Something was, was up. There. So boring. So then the movie just kind of, you know, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. I mean, um, honestly, honestly, when I was watching it, I was I was trying to figure out what is this about? What's it about? And yeah. and and when we see the very first. Uh, baby killing montage, if you will, uh, which is not too extreme. I don't mean to sit, make it sound no. like it's super graphic, but you got like baby birds like looking for their mama and like dead look what look like dead babies or just birth babies and like other things. And which, by the way, our pizza guy showed up right as the first montage oh, kicked yeah. off, which I thought was great. It was amazing. He was but... he he had this plastered <laughs> smile and the the. The music was just like a loud hiss, a lot of yeah. distortion, a lot and of just distortion. babies crying and screaming, and like voices going but, like, but, "Kill her, yeah. kill her, <laughs> kill." But I, I, I was thinking, you know, uh, that would that happened like thirty minutes in. I was thinking, you know, I bet this is like a backdoor Christian movie. Where, you know, the, all, all this stuff she's experiencing is like PTSD trauma from her abortion or something. Mm-hmm. Because I it, see that. it seems so obvious to me. But what's crazy is that at the end it's revealed like, no, there really, like, there really is these psychosynetic whatever because of the apples in the bag. And then her husband comes <laughs> in and shoots the Hannibal Buress lookalike. Blam, 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 ends it. And yeah, then that's and then, it. And then, yeah, everyone else like is just standing there, like watching it happen. Like, yeah. they have no reaction. It. There's like no reaction. And then Richie's pregnant down the road, like, uh, like four or five months. Yeah, and they seem and, like a happy and, couple. And there's no wrap up on Cusack. He's nope. gone. No, nope, he's, he's just, just gone. He's in the wind. <laughs> the first thing Cusack says in this movie 
Ugh. is indicative of his I'm entire going involvement. Encrypt, I'm going to send you encrypted file. Well, no, in person. Oh, he oh. says you have two minutes, which and to they, me they go is, into an interrogation room that's inside a coffee shop. Like this coffee shop really just weird. just has like a room you can like like shut a door, like a bathroom, but there's no toilet in it. But the fact that he says two minutes. It's like he told the filmmakers, "Yeah, you have the equivalent of two minutes. Like yeah. you have two yeah. days. You pay yeah. me two days worth. I'm out of here. <laughs> yes, yeah. put me in a hood. Yeah, make it easy to cover my ins and outs, and I'm out. He yeah. he only had to go to the coffee shop. And I mean, this but, old but, rusty but, warehouse. But, but speaking of him showing up and meeting at the coffee shop, I I want to go back again. This movie is very very irresponsible to portray." meeting a woman no less meeting someone on, over the internet for the first time with like out any kind of verification as to who they are right and, and, and you're already like meeting them under dubious circumstances or context of a message board about like psycho you know psychic tropic you know psycho warfare psycho warfare yeah. rays it's the new it's the new thing you know control the world i like how concerned you are about cyber safety we should have like a cyber safety yeah. corner on this podcast. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I just read. I just it was well, no, I, I, Yeah, I just I read a thing that was sad about it. What are we thinking as far as the bones? What do you do to a movie like this, Mr. Pishke? Um, I got as distorted as I could. If this was a full <laughs> VR movie, like they intended, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> you know, then I then I give it more points for. For going full VR, if I could stomach it. Do you think Alex? You could get Alex Jones to get on the case and get them to admit that it used to be full VR. If if, <laughs> if it would have gone full VR, Alex would have been loving this movie. <laughs> but because it would have been a great selling point. Yeah. Even though no one would have watched it. Right. But um, we would have. Whatever. I give it a. It's not as good as Unsane, Steven Soderbergh's similar. Similar. similar it makes Unsane look like <laughs> Citizen Unsane Kane. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a one and a half bone. Okay. Oof. Oof. Brother Lucas, what do you got? This was as as shot and edited uh, over long at an hour and twenty four minutes. It was a student feature. Shot, student feature. Shot in a weekend or, or in a week, you know, uh, at this uh, Palazzo. Or, you know, the story-wise, it's really a glorified short. You know, the VR thing, I felt, was more right. than enough to kind of get the movie. They could have maybe condensed this. Yeah. They, it should have been, like, short. maybe a digital series where they dropped yeah. out, like, five-minute scenes or something online. All in VR. It's, it, I wish I could say it's so bad it's good, but I wasn't really laughing at all, which is never a good sign. So it's not awesomely terrible, but terribly awesome troglodyte trite. I give it woof! Well, woof! Whoa, that's a full-on woof. Woof! Uh, I, I have a little bit of a soft spot for this, mainly because I feel like the editing is the monster in this. Like, they had nothing, so these montages were... They bet the farm on them. Mm-hmm. And there is a montage toward the end, the last one they give her, where they put her in traction, and it just, as her husband says, they were... No, he says, they was pummeling you with sound and images. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say they were. He yeah. says, they was pummeling you. Yeah, it was like a little Clockwork Orange ripoff or Parallax view. Yeah, she had yeah. one of those like bolt neck things that don't it, allow you to move your head or and whatever. And that, that particular one... A lot one, of iPads, too, in the movie. That, that particular <laughs> one pushed it to the limit, and I was just about at my breaking point, and then it ended. And I'm like, hmm, 
mm, I'm in sync with them rhythms of the editor, you know? Yeah. Like, it felt good. But that's distorted, y'all. We got distorted. And uh, I, I think I think if any of you guys... Wait, don't pay for it. We rented this for $7, American. I'll hit you back. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> But don't pay for it if it's on if it's on Netflix. I'd say just scan for these montages. Just kind of do a visual scan and pop in and pop out. Look for those. They're they're a sight to see. And in the VR that we watched beforehand, the ten minute VR that was that was on an app. Free, yeah, free free one iOS t- app. One Touch VR app. The ten minute VR portion that we watched, however, was not free. It was not so free. They want your money. How much do they owe you for that? <laughs> you don't. Uh, hey, the VR's on me, guys. All right, all right. Oh, thank you, Lodge Master. Don't say thank I never VR'd you nothing. Thank you, man. <laughs> love and light. The, the stay, su- stay off those message boards. The summer of love and light rages on as we uh, as we'll bring you something next time from the theater. We'll we'll only dip into these v- VODs every once in a while. Yeah, Cusack and Richie definitely brought us out, but man, oh man, they need to fire their agents. Peace, <laughs> Peace out. Destroyed it. Nothing on TV I ain't seen before. Another murder on the news I can't take no more. Blowing up bombs and things I have a child I have a lot to explain I could write a letter But who would I send it to? It was Sunday night Instead of doing what I usually do I I scan my computer Looking for a sight Somebody Goodbye. Terribly awesome troglodyte trite. I give it woof.